Hello, Tommy. Great to have you on for a chat today. And uh, oh, yeah. we had uh, we had Brad Shields on last week, and I said he was one of the best looking blokes in rugby. And now we have another one of the best looking blokes in rugby this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The first question, as always, on this podcast comes from our partners at Talk Club, and it's how are you today? Out of ten. Today, out of ten, I am an eight. I think eight out of ten. Um, eight. I feel, feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to be back home um, with the family. Um, yeah. Had a, had a very relaxed day of training. Nothing too nothing too intense. So I feel pretty fresh. Uh, yeah. And the baby slept the whole night last night. So brilliant. I feel I feel I feel hundred percent. Yeah, I feel really yeah. good. Nice. A solid eight. Yeah, a solid yeah. eight. And the first component of the Loose Edge Clubhouse podcast. So the last guest, like I said, was Brad Shields. And he he has left you a question. And he wanted to be a little bit more serious, actually, with the question this week, given the Wasps situation okay. and what, we, uh, what, what we've seen with, with Wasps and, and the lads and, and uh, what he's been through over the past few weeks. Uh, and his question for you is, where would you see yourself if you couldn't do what you do right now? That's a, yeah, that's a tough question. Um... I've, uh, I've I haven't thought about that too much. Um, I would like to believe that I would still be involved somewhere in rugby, uh, whether it's uh, yeah. coaching or or, or in, yeah, so still staying in the rugby environment. And I'm trying to look a bit further out than rugby as well. Um, some like uh, house, houses, like housing and stuff like that. Trying to look, trying to get into real estate. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, like like you said, with with the wasp situation, it must have been a very sudden change of reality. So, yeah, luckily, obviously for for my, myself, I haven't been put in that situation because I think I, I I would feel quite quite lost. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, I, I do feel for them. Yeah, I think that that question obviously we hope gives players a chance to just take a a step back and have a think about life after rugby. It's something that obviously at Loose Heads we talk quite a bit about. Uh, obviously, that planning and preparation is is vital. Um, and starting that conversation as 100%. as early as possible, um, and just to bring it onto a, a slightly more humorous note, I, I, Lewis Liner was the guest before Brad Shields, and he actually left a question for you because we we were going to speak to you last week uh, on, the, yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you that question too. He went for a bit of an Italian theme, and he asked, "What's your favourite pizza?" <laughs> uh, ham and pineapple. Do you know what? Do you know what? That's exact. That's exactly what Brad said when I asked him. <laughs> As a joke, obviously. That, that does, yeah, it doesn't work. Um, I probably would go with um, pepperoni and brie. I like that. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Sometimes I put some sausage in there as well. Quite, quite meaty. Yeah. I like. I like. Uh, I yeah. like. Yeah, I like that. That's my go-to. Uh, it's, it's not very light. If I if I have to go for a lighter option, I'll just probably go for margarita. I'll put like a little bit of buffalo cheese on top. But if if I want to go yeah. all out, then I'll go for that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I like that. I um I've been eating a lot of brie recently, getting into the festive spirit. I think so. Um, yeah. I rate that choice. Rate love that it. choice. Yeah, I love, <laughs> love it. <laughs> and the the reason that you couldn't join the podcast last week was because in fact you were out in South Africa with a match against the Sharks how was the time out in uh, South Africa oh we had a great time uh we we had a whole week there um so yep. landed on the I think we landed on the Monday 
and then on the on the Tuesday morning, we went to this charity event uh, that Steph Levis is uh, is uh, involved with called uh, Live Live Charity. So it helps out a lot of um, orphaned uh, kids and and tries to help them become um, something in the future. So it was quite a, it was quite an eye opening experience. We went there for a bit, yeah. had a training session there, and then um, we yeah we had a nice dinner out on Tuesday, Wednesday we had a few activities. A few boys went shark diving. Some other boys went to the game reserve. Other boys went went to play golf. A lot of guys went to play golf, uh, <laughs> which is a bit. Which is a bit weird, obviously, if you're in South Africa, you kind of want to go shark diving. You want to experience something a bit different. But there was a high contingency of, go- of golf players. Um, and then, yeah, we we got into the game on Saturday. Unfortunately, we, we lost. Um, but we were we were quite close. We, we could have won. Yeah. Quinn, it could have been a classic Quinn's, Quinn's win at the, end of the, at the end of the game. And it didn't go our way. But so we were quite gutted. Like, we had an amazing week. And it could have been topped off with that win. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But that's what happens sometimes and yeah and we got another week of, of Europe now so we got racing at home hopefully we can uh, we can make things a bit better this week yeah you mentioned the golf there I actually saw that on um Charlie Mulcrone's Instagram story I think um so Charlie's he used to play at Wilmslow which is where Lucid's was was formed the birth of Lucid's that conversation at the end of a bar actually happened at Wilmslow but um he absolutely mm. loves his golf doesn't he absolutely does yeah it. apparently on the Thursday he didn't have the greatest day so I think he wants to quit golf now. <laughs> I think the, co- the coach the coaches went a few more times and yeah Thursday apparently was a, was a nightmare for him so yeah I think that'll be the last time he plays <laughs> Amazing. I, th- I guess that's you know a week away in South Africa is a great chance for the team to gel. Are those sort of th- are those yeah. times important? Getting to know the person behind the player, finding out what makes your teammates tick and, and their interests outside of rugby as well. Yeah, we honestly we we got so close as a team. Um, obviously, it wasn't a, it wasn't a full team. There was only thirty of us going, um, but yeah, we we wanted to use this week as a as a stepping stone for the rest of the season as well, just to get to know each other and, and have a good time. Um, not just on the field, but off it. And I, I think we really, really did that. Uh, we've made incredible memories. And, and I'm sure, yeah, it was maybe the first tour for a lot of the boys as well. Like, there's a yeah. lot of young, young, young lads. So it must have been their first experience. And I think it was yeah, an incredible experience for everybody. And yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about this tour for a long time, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, 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 we went, we went pretty, yeah, we went all out and we, we had a good time, I think. Yeah, I like the sound of it. South Africa's high up on my list of places to visit and obviously you're playing against the sharks and I, you mentioned it there but quite a few of the boys went shark cage diving did you did were you part of that group no i wasn't i i went uh i went for a helicopter ride around uh, oh, wow. the city and then we and then we went to the gate in a game reserve to look at a few uh of the big five uh but I, i'd already been shark diving in cape town a few times so um and it was a quite an early wake up i think it was 5 a.m wake up so i didn't really uh, fancy it too much um but yeah no it was uh, still good fun uh, the boys got pretty pretty scared with the sharks they were they were panicking at some points and a lot of seasickness as well so yeah i'm happy it didn't go i think i'd still stay well away from that there's nothing more terrifying than getting into the sea when there's a shark right there in front of you no thanks yeah yeah it's it's very scary yeah, I don't think there's any like more terrifying creature in the world than a shark. Maybe a snake. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, hate, I hate spiders. Absolutely hate spiders. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Anything else is fine. Spiders. I hate them. <laughs> Not going on. I'm a celebrity anytime soon. Then. 
Nah, 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 nah. all those trials yeah. and stuff. I can eat. I, I reckon I could do the eating trial, but yeah. just spiders crawling around. Yeah. So, nah, I can't. Not, not a no, fan. No, thanks. And then um, just bringing it on a little bit, our, our timing, not purposefully, is impeccable for this podcast recording because the news has obviously just dropped that you'll be leaving Harlequins at the end of the season and going back to France with um, with Perpignan. How did that? come about are you excited to go back to France where it all obviously began for for you and your rugby career yeah I'm uh, obviously I'm very excited um I, I'm, I'm sad to leave uh, Harlequins um it's I've had I've had two uh, one and a half great years and I, I can't wait to finish this year off as well obviously I think I've learned more here in in these two years than I have in, in the last six or seven years in, in my career so honestly I, I feel like I've, yeah, hopefully I've given a lot to this team as well. But it's yeah, it's it's been really two incredible years. I've met some incredible people, and and it's it's a team I'll cherish forever. Obviously, and you never know what happens in the future. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to go back to Perpignan. It's it's where it all kind of began my, my professional career. So it's nice. It's a uh, it's a nice lifestyle. Um, yeah. Great city. The fans are crazy. Like it's 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 awesome. And yeah. I, I felt a lot of love from them, even when, even after I left, and it's it was a it was quite a easy decision when it when it came up at the end, and uh, like lifestyle wise for my family and everything, and it's uh, yeah, it's, I'm really excited. I can't wait to go there. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's there's still a lot of unfinished business over here. So hopefully we can uh, we can get some silverware this year and, and can end the season on the high. And there's a yeah. few other. I know March March and is leaving as well. Um, so I know there's a few boys that I want want to finish finish off strongly, um, yeah. and hopefully we can do something. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, we were talking to Bradshaw last week. You now plays at Perpignan, and he will be one of your teammates if he stays on next season. And we were talking about the French language and the French food. And obviously, you've spent a bit of time over there before um, a few years back. So I'm assuming your French is is perfect, and uh, you could even teach Brad some lingo because his was pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fluent. So oh, brilliant! I'll, I'll have to teach him. Hopefully, ho- hopefully, he stays on, so I can, I can teach him a few words. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's quite similar to Italian. So at the yeah. end of the day, it wasn't that tough for me to to, to speak it. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't spoken it in a, in a few years though, so it, it will be, yeah. it will be a bit rusty when I do get there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be good fun and. We're really close to Barcelona as well, which is uh, which is incredible. Um, yeah. It's my wife's favorite city, so <laughs> I'm sure we'll be we'll be going there quite quite a lot. Um, yeah, of course. One. Yeah, of course. Uh, Brad can yeah. Brad can speak. He can do one to ten. Maybe you can teach him eleven to twenty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we also spoke about um, oh, we also spoke about French food, and obviously, given that you've been there quite a bit, what's what's your favorite French food? French. food? food I've, I've tasted snails and oh, it's wow. actually not not too bad it's not too bad but in in perpignan there's a lot of like catalan food so there's a, there's a big mixture between spanish and, and french so all the little tapas yeah. and all that sort of stuff which i think is unbelievable yeah uh but then then like french french uh, patisserie and all those like the sweet stuff in france like the crepes and stuff are yeah unbelievable and i got i got a bit of a sweet tooth so um, I, I do like I do like a crepe. Yeah, uh, it is it is pretty good, or a pan au chocolat or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, they, they are pretty good at doing that. <laughs> That's the real reason for going over there. Or maybe it's maybe it's the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> maybe it's the lifestyle and the rubbish weather over here. Obviously, it's been snowing this week. How how yeah. is uh, how has yeah. it been? I was I was 
I was gymming with gloves on today, so I was like, yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think a season, a couple of seasons in the sun is is going to definitely definitely be some good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's absolutely freezing today. Yeah, how's it been training in the snow? What's it been like? Yeah, so like I said before, today was quite quite an easy easy day. So we didn't we did we had a lot of meetings. We had a bit of an install session, so we didn't do too much. Uh, we just trained on a synthetic. Yeah, because our our pitch is actually frozen up top. Um, so we haven't had a proper taste of it yet. I'm sure tomorrow we'll be <laughs> we'll be tackling each other in the in the snow. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, I'm just gonna wear I'm gonna wear thousands of layers. Um, yeah. So that's. Try, trying to warm up as quickly as possible yeah it's definitely a day for the thermals and i guess obviously with the snow oh, yeah. um we're talking about obviously potentially getting a white christmas this year whilst on that subject we did some festive favorites with lewis liner and brad shield so i'm going to carry on that theme with this week and next week for okay. the podcast in the lead up to christmas so i've got three questions for you on on, on christmas theme the first one is what's your yeah. what's your favorite christmas film elf <laughs> oh didn't even need to think about it Straight nah, away. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely love it. I, I am a sucker for Harry Potter as well during the, yeah. uh, the Christmas period, but Elf, Elf is, is my favourite. Yeah, favourite film. Yeah, it's the time when Sky Sky movies tend to put Harry Potter on about now, don't they? So yeah, it's yeah twenty four seven. Second question is: What's your favourite Christmas song? Um, Jingle bells, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not. I'm not much of a sing. I'm not much of a singer. So, uh, no. Um, I tell you what, Mariah Carey is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do like. I do like Michael Bublé. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure which song I like the most, but the, those two are, are pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I'll just give those two. Those two artists. When we had uh, Lewis Liner on, he said that Jack Kenningham can do a really good rendition of um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Have you heard that one? I've, I've not heard that. I'll, You'll have I'll to ask him. ask him tomorrow, though. You'll have to ask him. I'll have, I'll have to ask him tomorrow. <laughs> and, yeah, that's for sure. and the final one uh, on the Christmas favourites is, I think we're on a bit of a food theme here, but what's your favourite Christmas food? Ooh, I do like pigs in blankets. Yeah, I can't uh, beat them. And then, yeah, and then I love a panettone as well um, with some with some warm custard, custard on top after. What's the, what did you say? So that's like a... A panettone. Oh, what's that? It's that like spongy. It's like a spongy cake with like you can have different things inside. You can either have like chocolate chips or raisins or um. It's I'm I'm sure you've seen it. You probably yeah. haven't. You don't, probably don't know the name of it, yeah. but it's uh it's like a big big cake, spongy. Um, and you can put some custard on top or something like that. It's it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, love it. I'll have to give it a go. And are there any any Christmas traditions in the Allen household? In the Allen household, uh, it's a kind of a new household now, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make some, yeah. So we're gonna have to cre- create some new ones. We haven't we haven't thought about that yet. Uh, we've got the stockings and everything there, the Christmas tree with a few presents yeah. under the tree already. But yeah, it's gonna be it's just gonna be um yeah. There's not gonna be many many people. Obviously, my family is uh is is back in Italy. I think they're gonna come up later on, like around end of Christmas or something like that, and then. So it's just going to be me and my wife and, uh, and 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 my son, which is actually going to be something that we look forward to. But we'll, we'll make something for sure. We've got a, quite a large variety of, of cultures, so we'll, we'll definitely make something up. You said there, obviously, a, a new family, a young family. Little Aidan Allen um, was born back in July. Uh, first yeah. Christmas as a three. How have you been finding becoming a father? Yeah, it's uh, it's 
it's, it's a big shock, uh, but it's it's incredible. Like it's yeah, I, I didn't expect it. Like a lot of the boys always say, like oh, it's like having a baby is it changes your life, and you always think, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, I guess so, but it's fine. But until it happens to you, you don't actually realize that how much of a life change changing moment it is. Um, it's been it's, yeah, it's been incredible. Like I, I've I've been away a little bit, so obviously uh, my my wife's been obviously doing most of the work. Hold, holding the house the house down um but he's uh no, he's, he's, he's amazing it's it, it has changed changed our life there's a lot a lot of sleepless nights we, we kind of find our routine now so he, he is getting a lot better he, like last night he slept through the whole night which is uh, un- unbelievable uh <laughs> there's small joys in life isn't it uh, amazing amazing to hear and i guess that's something that i wanted to talk to you about obviously you've um, you've spent a little bit of time away from home since the birth of of, of Aiden. Um, something that probably doesn't get spoken about that much in in rugby. Um, and in the new year, at Lou said we'll be doing a little bit more work around being away from home and spending time away from home in camp with international games. How did you find that during the Autumn Nation series? Yeah, it, it wasn't easy. I'm not gonna lie, especially when the baby's so young. Like, things change in the space of, of two or three days. So you, you do miss quite a few yeah. uh, big moments, but I, I try obviously try to FaceTime as much as possible. And then uh, luckily um, they came down for the first game as well. So I only didn't get to see them for two weeks, but yeah, I, I, I know that obviously if I'm selected for the six nations, it's going to be another, another five weeks that I'm away from home. And then there's the world cup yeah. coming up as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be quite a big chunk of, of the year that I'm, I'm away from, from them. Um, it's just a trying to trying to find the best solution so they can come to the game or or get them close to whatever city I'm yeah. playing at and maybe they can stay over. But then with a young baby, it's not it's not that easy because you've got to carry so many different things with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I finally understood how it, like a lot of the older players back in the day were saying how tough uh, going away on tour or going away on camp was. Yeah, and I finally understood that. But yeah, like, like I said, my wife's been amazing. She she's she's been so good with with uh, with Aiden, and yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. But at the end of the day, it's 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 a job, and it's something that we've yeah, you got to make some sacrifices. Hopefully, not too many. Um, hopefully, I don't miss too many of those moments because they'll be quite quite sad. But at the same time, we need to. I need to get this done as well. It's big objectives that I've got is obviously to play in the World Cup and all that. So you need to make a couple of sacrifices for that as well yeah yeah it's something that obviously your mate Callum Braley um Cal Braley he's spoken quite openly and honestly about this over the years as as rugby players you said it there but you're following your dream by playing for your country but as fans also we need to respect that players are humans and they spend weeks at a time away from their loved ones which is which is very difficult obviously you mentioned FaceTime there are there things that you personally do when you're away from home that make it a little bit easier yeah, well, I think FaceTime is the, is the best is the best solution. Yeah. Just try and FaceTime as much as possible. Yeah, that that that's the that's the best thing to do. My wife was in Turkey though um, at one point as well with her family, so there's a bit of time difference. So I only got to FaceTime just maybe one once a day. Um, but it, it's nice when you see that the smile on on, on the little one's face yeah. when he when he sees you. It's it's quite nice. It was quite tough when I got back actually uh, after after the the autumn Nations Cup because. Uh, I was away for two weeks. Yeah, you can face them. But then when I got home, yeah, it seemed like you didn't really recognize me. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit tough at the start. Like he, he just started crying when he saw me. Like he didn't, he didn't know who I was. 
at the end of the day, I was always away for like a third of his life because he was, yeah. well, it was three months old. I was away for three weeks. So it's, yeah. it is a bit, uh, a bit tough, but yeah, I think FaceTime is, is the best solution or there's not much else really bring a lot of toys, I guess, when he gets a bit older. So still, he, so he still loves me when I get back, but yeah, that's, that's about it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and and just tell us a little bit more. You know, you mentioned your wife there. Just tell us a little bit more about how much you and obviously the other players as well appreciate the support from your family. You know, you're away for weeks at a time, but um, it's part of the job. And I think you described it on a recent post on your social media the other day as as my why. How grateful are you to those close people around you? Yeah, it makes it makes our job so much easier knowing that everything is okay back home um, when we go away. Um, yeah. it, it can be really stressful, obviously, if things, if things don't go well. So it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice knowing that obviously when I'm away, my wife's, she's, she's, she's really strong and independent as well. And, and, and she can look after herself and look after, look after the baby. But you do feel guilty as well for, for leaving them for so long. Um, but they are so supportive. They know, like she knows it's, it's my dream. This is my dream too. To obviously play for my country um so so she does put she puts all that aside and she obviously she'll she'll put on a brave face when when she needs to and she'll yeah she'll she'll help out so much and it's it does make life so much easier um yeah. knowing that everything back at home is, is settled um but yeah it's yeah like i i don't, I don't know how she does it sometimes like it's it is it is incredibly hard yeah um she, she probably had sleepless nights for the last four months yeah, yeah. um like uh, so it's yeah i, I honestly I, I tip my hat off to her because it's and, and all the other wives as well like it's yeah they, they do make it a lot easier for us that's that's for sure yeah i was gonna say big shout out to your wife and and obviously all the other wives as well that that are there and su- support you on and off the field um it's it's absolutely amazing to see and obviously you, you spoke there um about representing your country uh, and just talking about your journey and tell us a little bit about your story where you were born uh, where you grew up and your dual nationality and why you chose italy yeah uh yeah so obviously i was i was born in uh, in italy in vicenza uh my mum's italian my dad's scottish but my dad was brought up in south africa uh, for for pretty much his whole life and uh yeah i, I lived in italy for half for nine Nine, nine years, I think. And then we moved over to the UK or to England uh, for for my dad's work. And then, uh, yeah, then I went to South Africa, played for Western Province for two years um, in the academy. Then I went to Perpignan. And then after Perpignan, I moved over to, to Benetton Treviso. And then uh, after that, obviously, Harlequins. And it's when I went, when I was in Perpignan, then I got approached from uh, from Italy um, to play and uh, to play for, for the first team. Because before that, I was playing for uh, Scotland uh, age groups, yeah, because um, I played for uh, London Scottish here in, in in London, and there was a pathway for like ex- exiles players to to do that. But then, yeah, when one of the coaches at Perpignan was uh, the Italy defence coach back then, so he asked me if if I was willing, and and I always felt like I was uh, I was Italian. I was born there. My yeah, like majority of my family is is from there. Um, we'd always go there for for the for the holidays and, and everything. So uh, I, I did feel more italian uh, in, in me so it, it was quite an easy decision yeah um and i don't regret i don't regret it at all obviously it was it was a tough decision back back in in the, in the day i was uh 19 i think or 20 years old um but i, I stuck at it and and yeah there's no regrets yeah. whatsoever 
Yeah, yeah, and you say there you obviously chose Italy and, and obviously you're one of the, the star players in that team now and you played in one of the biggest victories, beating Australia back in November. How was how was that? Yeah, I can I can tell you the, the yeah, that, that night was pretty pretty mental. I was gonna say a few beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I felt my I felt my old age there. <laughs> No, it was it was it was awesome. The, the the group has has changed a lot, but I think it's it's as as tight as it's ever been. And yeah, it was it was honestly we like I I really did believe we were going to win that game from from the start, and and we did play a great game. And I think the the way we played as well, the way we won, I think everybody appreciated that. Yeah, we try to play with the ball a lot and and move the ball around, and it's kind of a different style that Italy plays. It used to be a lot more. Um, scrum orientated and a lot of like just big heavy forwards carrying the ball but now we've decided that obviously that's not really suiting us and we need to change things up a little bit yeah and uh we were doing that in the summer a little bit it, it worked it worked for us but not not too well and now i think uh, i think it's starting to actually show the amount of work you put in behind the scenes and yeah it was to, to beat australia and in, in, in florence florence is a bit of a lucky yeah. lucky location for us we beat a few a few teams there so um, hopefully we'll be playing there a, a few more games because it's a great city and uh, it does bring us a lot of luck uh, yeah so it was a great great day for, for italian rugby that's for sure yeah amazing it was amazing to see and there was a clip actually that after that australia match that did the rounds on social media and australia obviously missed the final kick of the match to win the game and of course the italian squad celebrated however you went over to console the kicker showing great sportsmanship and, and respect what was what was that like what was that what was you thinking what was the reason behind it yeah i guess we've all been there um i've, be, I've been there I've, yeah. I've missed a kick to win a game and it's it's a horrible feeling and i i just put myself in his shoes honestly that's that's yeah. all i could think of like yeah, it's 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 a tough situation. Obviously, I was extremely happy that we won. Um, it would have been nice to win in a different in a different manner. Um, so that that was just yeah, just I think it's because I kind of pictured myself in his shoes, and that's why I, I just that was my first gut instinct just to go over there and just just tell him, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like it was his first game as well. Like yeah, it was his debut, so. I told him not to worry about it, and just I spoke to him a little bit after the game as well. And just like, this doesn't really define what who you are. Or anything it's, it happens. It's it's a game. It's a game at the end of the day, and you probably make more of those than than you'll miss. So yeah, don't let that get you get you down too much. But I, it's like it's tough to say because you, like on in that spot you're probably feeling like the worst worst possible way in that in that moment. So. Yeah. If you get as much support as possible from the people around you, it's gonna it's gonna help out. That's for sure. Yeah. No, it's amazing to see. I think we have a word for that at Loose Eds and it's rugbiness and you showed true rugbiness. It was great to see. Great sportsmanship, great respect. And um, it, it. it was it was yeah. really nice. Um whilst on the subject of kicking and we spoke a bit a little bit about celebrations there, we set a challenge for everyone that comes on the podcast. And Jacob Umaga, who is also a kicker, did a celebration in honour of the Looseheads podcast in his final game for Wasps, it was at the time. And I was wondering if you could potentially do the same for us with your with your next kick. <laughs> okay, what's the celebration? So the celebration is, I'm not sure if you're a football fan, but he did the Jesse Lingard because it's similar to the Looseheads posts, which is basically that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Is that challenge accepted? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll, Perfect. I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'll get a few kicks against Racing this, this yeah. weekend. So, uh, okay, that's, that sounds good. We'll look forward to seeing that. And in return, I was going to actually say that I'll take a challenge from you too. So, this Friday, we have our first ever charity match at Lucid's, and it's called The Game for Grief. It's a rugby fixture designed to remember those people that we've lost over the last couple of years. It's in Bristol. And we have some ex-pros running out for us. We have Matt Banaham, Dave Ward, Jordan Crane, James Hall and Ben John playing for Team Lucid. So I will actually be playing one of your positions. So I'll be playing either fly half or fullback or both um, for Team Lucid. So if you if you want to give me a challenge or a barbarian style move, I'll try and pull it off. And it's being recorded too, so I can prove that it either happened or didn't happen. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Did you see what uh, Domas did against against the Barbarians? No, I didn't see um, that. So he, he got he got the ball. He dummy dumb, turned around so his back was facing the defence, and then he did a little chip kick. Ah, uh, okay. I like that. Do, I like that. Do you reckon you've got that in the? You got that in the in your in your repertoire? Yeah, I reckon I've got that in the locker. I reckon I can give that. You, a go. you reckon? Yeah, I reckon I can give it a go. I'll have to be playing ten though, rather than fullback. I reckon because I yeah. have to uh, receive uh, the ball. You could probably do it. Like if if you're if you're counter attacking or something. Yeah, you true. Yeah. If, you, if you catch a ball from the backfield, <laughs> or or actually either that, or if you're getting a if you're getting a kick to, towards you, I want to see like a instead of catching it, you got to take a touch. So in the in the football. Oh, okay. Like stay in the football theme. Take take it on the fullback with with your foot. So take oh. a touch and then catch it. I've not got a great touch. That's the problem. It might it might go terribly wrong. <laughs> no, let's let's stick with the first one. Let's stick with the first one. I'll right. I'll definitely do that. Okay. I'm going to be on the pitch for ten right. or fifteen minutes, and I'll cause some havoc. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, amazing. And uh, just for those people listening, obviously the the game is this Friday, so tickets are available now. And uh, if you head over to our Instagram page, the link is in our bio. The Lucid's Clubhouse podcast is sponsored by two wonderful organisations. Days, non-alcoholic beer, 100% beer, 0% alcohol, brewed in Scotland and B Corp certified. 2% of their sales go towards progressive mental health initiatives. It's beer for doing and great for active people and opening up conversations. They have just launched in Wagamama's and Tesco. It tastes great and they've provided us with a special discount just for you. Enter code LUCEDS20 for 20% off at checkout. And 45 CBD and vitamin brand created by professional rugby players George Cruz and Dom Day after suffering injuries during their playing careers. They have thousands of athlete customers and are the official wellness partner to Leicester Tigers and Saracens. You can find them in Boots, Next and Tesco. And exciting news, they have just launched their hydration tablet. They too have provided us with a bespoke discount code. Enter code LH20 for 20% off over at their website, 45.com. Um, this next component is called the Pensive Pre-Pod Poo Ponder, and it's sponsored by Sam James, who plays for uh, Sail Sharks. It's a bit of a mouthful, but essentially, Sam has his best thoughts on the toilet, and um, he gives us one of his ponders each week uh, to, to ask our guest. And this week's thought is, why are cars made to go faster than the speed limits? Over the speed limits. The, yes. Yeah, yeah. So why are cars made to go faster than the speed limits? Why don't they just make them so that they could just go 
70 miles an hour if that's ah. the, the speed that they want us to go <laughs> great question i guess i guess that's because rules are meant to be broken maybe <laughs> maybe 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 i guess it's, it's it's not one for an answer but um yeah just want yeah. to have a little bit of a ponder about maybe it's a yeah. great that's a great ponder there i like that <laughs> and uh just before we we finish up obviously you answered brad shields question at the very start of the podcast what is your question for the start of the podcast with our next guest and that will be nick white who plays for australia Oh, Nick White. Uh, well, my my question my question was going to be favorite holiday destination. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. Um, or if it, so, if it's Nick White, is what product does he use to make his uh, mustache so <laughs> so silky? I love that. That's brilliant. Let's stick with that. Well, I'll, I'll ask him both. But um, that's absolutely that's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's the strongest mustache in uh, in world rugby. It for is sure. honestly, yeah, it is, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, brilliant. Thanks for coming on for a for a chat today, Tommy. I know we've had a, a couple of um, connection issues, but have a wonderful Christmas. Looking forward to seeing the celebration and enjoy the rest of the season at Quinns and chat soon. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank, thanks for having me again. Brilliant. Cheers. Cheers, Rob. Loose Heads Podcast. Loose Heads Podcast. Loose Heads Podcast. Duh.